the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you are a faithful steward of God's resources, you know that God requires the first fruits of our increase. Tithing is a critical aspect of stewardship, but the question is, how are you managing the 90% God entrusts to you? Listen in today as Pastor Rander continues to teach on this subject in this message, The Qualities of a Faithful Steward. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. I'm going to tell you why there's no danger in the water. King Jesus is a captain. How many of you know he's the captain? King Jesus is a captain. King For this, these series of songs that go back hundreds of years, they are so old that new saints don't know them, and the children sure don't. They're perhaps saying, even virtually on, online, what in the world are they singing? But those are the songs, oh Lord, we know, that kept us going in hard times. May we not forget, Father, help us not to forget those old landmark songs full of substance and hope and perseverance. I pray that those songs resonate in our hearts throughout the days and weeks to come. Help me to preach now in the power of your spirit. Free, of, uh, free us of distraction, whether viewing at home in the spirit center or in person in the sanctuary. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Have your Bibles. Turn with us to, we'll start off with Psalms 24.1 would be our opening text, but we have a plethora of scriptures from which to draw from. Uh, we are continuing part two of the message we commenced with last week. The title of this series is, What Does God Require of a Faithful Steward? What does God require of a faithful steward? You should have your handouts. You have to listen attentively, document, and if you don't have a handout, you raise your hand, and the, um, the ushers will accommodate you, because I guarantee you, you're going to need this. And to assume that you want is to presume upon God. 
So every, be intentional about documenting truth. Because the truth of the matter is, you don't know what the, tomorrow's going to bring. You don't know what next week going to bring. And you don't know what next month is going to bring. Right over here, ushers. We thank God for a wonderful crowd. And we thank God that this is Maranatha Bible Church, a Bible teaching church to the glory of God. Because, and you come because there's spiritual food in the spiritual trough to the glory of God. What does God require of a faithful steward? Even though God has entrusted us to manage his resources, we have a tendency to think we have ownership instead of stewardship, which is to manage that which God has entrusted to us. Stewardship is managing God's property. Everything we are tending to belongs to God, and we are going to one day give an account as to how we handle his possessions. For example, God has given us the, respons- the responsibility of managing our families. Uh, our careers are a gift from God. Employees are a gift from, from God. Our health is a gift from God. Our finances is a gift from God. Time is a gift from God. Retirement is a gift from God. And material possessions are a gift from God. And they are a blessing from our Lord. And we are going to give an account as to how we manage those possessions that he has loaned to us only for a short season. Now, if we fail to keep the right spiritual perspective, especially when it comes to our finances, then we will usurp the authority of God, the owner, and not seek him, trust him, or allow him to govern our financial decisions. This will result in mismanagement. When you don't allow God to be in charge of your finances, This brings on financial worries and financial troubles. If you desire to set your financial house in order, it is crucial indeed to place your finances under God's divine management. Under God's divine management. Psalms 24, 1 says, The earth is the Lord's, and all its fullness, the world, and those who dwell therein. That's everything. The earth and everything in it, by the way, even the other planets and solar systems and stars and universe, everything else belongs to God, even outside of earth. With that being said, allow us to transition. What has God given us? God has been so good to us. Matter of fact, he's good when we are not good. Can you agree with that? (laughs) He's good when we're not good. What has God given us? Number one, God has given us physical and spiritual life. He has given us physical and spiritual life. Genesis 1, 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. In Genesis 2, 7, it also says, And the Lord formed man in the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Beloved, God, the word is created. God created us and breathed within us the breath of life. Without the breath of life, we could not move, live, or have our being. Therefore, we cannot exist without God. Even people who do not believe there is a God cannot exist without God. 
They just don't know any better. Number two, God has given us dominion over his creation. Genesis 128 says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Dominion, uh, uh, rulership is a gift, a gift from God to be able to rule over God's possessions is a gift from God in that he has allowed humanity, man, to rule over the very creation that God himself has created. For example, man can get an elephant to dance and stand on their hind legs. That's dominion. Uh, uh, man can get lions to jump through hoops and shamu the killer whale to jump out of the water on command. That's dominion. And birds to come when summoned and land on his hand or on his shoulder. That's dominion. Man have dominions. The chickens don't tell man what to do. Man tell the chickens and the hogs and the dogs and the cats, you know, move, go sit, get in the crate, do something. I mean, they move. Don't, don't you shoo them. You sh- can shoo them away or you can even eat them. Okay, you, gonna come, you come after me, you're going to be dinner. Why? Because you, you, have, you have rulership. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I don't want no bird fighting me. You, 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 you good food coming. Number three, <laughs> number three, God, God has given us free will. In Genesis 2, 15 through 17, then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. The freedom of choice is a gift. Uh, That's how we end up falling into sin because we were free, uh, volitional Creatures, God gave us freedom of choice, and freedom of choice is a gift. And Adam and Eve chose to sin against God's will. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, is again, you'll see the gift of choice. He says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death. I'm, I'm, I'm setting both before you. I'm setting before you life. And I'm setting before you death. I'm setting before you blessings. And I'm setting before you cursing. Therefore, now you choose life. You choose. You get to choose whether you want to live. You get to choose whether you want to die. That both of you and your descendants may live. Choose life. If not, you die. Again, the gift of choice found in Joshua 24, 15, which also says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose, there it is, underlined it, choose for yourselves this day uh, whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What a biblical choice when families and mamas and dads and children all come to a conclusive decision that we will serve the Lord. But who but a loving God would give man who is is the crown of his creation 
a choice to accept him or reject him and to obey him or rebel against him. Oh, what a gracious and kind God we have. Truly free will is a gift from God. God is holy. God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. God is all-powerful. And yet he says, I don't want to make you obey me. I, I want you to love me so much that you choose to obey me. There's an inner desire, an inner compelling for you to obey me. I don't want, I don't want to have you as a puppet on my string. Just like I chose out of my love to, to create you and give you freedom of choice. I want you to choose to obey me. Number four, God has given us his love, his love. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The love of God is, these three words, the love of God is mysterious. I, I mean, God gives us choice and gives us all these blessings, and yet he doesn't zap us immediately when we do wrong, when we think wrong. When our attitudes are uh, bad, if he did, none of us would be here. His love is mysterious. His love is great, and his love is unconditional. There is never a time where he ceases to love us. God loves us with an eternal, mysterious, great, unconditional love. God loves us at our best, and he loves us when we are at our worst. He loves us when you're sneaking and peeking and doing things you should not be doing, thinking what you should not be thinking. Uh, 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 he, he loves you when you're ugly and have an ugly attitude and when you're starting mess and when you gossip, slander and backbite and all these things. And he still loves you through all that mess. He loves us. I'm so glad God loves us with an unconditional love. I don't know what to do. Because if it were conditional, none of us would be here today, my, my friend. He loves us at our worst. Ephesians 2, 4 says, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Romans 5, 8 also says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us in a sinful, wretched, deplorable condition. And he loved, he, he looked beyond all the sinfulness and the depravity of man and, and loved us enough to send the Lord Jesus Christ to die that we be saved out of our sins. Number five, God has given us the gift of the Bible. The Bible. Second uh, Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. The Bible is without a doubt the greatest book on earth. Again, the Bible without a doubt is the greatest book on earth because it is supernatural in origin. No other Bible can make that claim. It is supernatural in origin. The Bible is the book for all of life as well as the book for all eternity. And the Bible is God's revelation to man. It is given by inspiration of God. You see what that means? That, that, that literally means, the, on the three lines, inspiration means breathe out by God. 
literally means breathe out by God. It, it is also infallible, which means it is trustworthy and flawless. The Bible is trustworthy. It is flawless and it is inerrant, which means it contains no mistakes and is, the word is mistakes, and is reliable. You can, you can count on it. You can trust it. In other words, the word of God is so inspired that when the scripture speaks, God speaks. Some folks say, I don't hear God. Where, where, where is God? He's in heaven and he's speaking through the word of God. When the Bible speaks, God speaks. You want God to speak to you? Then read the Bible. Read the Bible, which is God's book. It is spiritual medicine for the sin-sick soul. The Bible is eternal in nature. The scripture says in Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will will by no means pass away. Heaven and earth, but the word of God stands forever, forever. The word is sufficient. The word is enough. Don't add anything to it. Don't take anything away from it unless you get the plagues in this book. It is to be be reverenced. It is holy. It is not to be mistreated. And we're going to answer to God with what we do with the Bible. Now, look how quiet it got then. (laughs) Okay. Number six, God has given us the gift of prayer. You know, prayer is a gift from God. Hebrews 4.16 says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. We can come to God because he is our great high priest that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. In the Old Testament, the the common people could not enter the, the holy places in the temple. However, today prayer is the gift of direct access. That's wonderful. Even to have direct access to God is a gift. That's a gift from God himself. And we can go to God anytime and anywhere. You do not need an intermediary. The word is intermediary, such as a pope to get to God. You don't need a priest to get to God. I mean, if you, you might not find a priest. A priest is not omnipresent. They're not everywhere. I, I, I'm not waiting on a pope. You be waiting. I'm not waiting on a priest. You be waiting. I tell you what, don't even wait on me, your pastor. I could be out of town. I could be overseas. Well, I'm, let's hold up to Pastor Draper get here. It, 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 it could be too late by the time I get here because I'm not omnipresent. I'm frail. I'm finite. And I can only be one place at a time. But God is everywhere present. <laughs> Do I have a witness? Everywhere present, my friends. God, God is. Christ is our great high priest. Regrettably, we fail to take advantage of this direct connection to God. How wonderful it is that when we talk to God, we do not need Wi-Fi. <laughs> when we talk to God, we do not need an internet server. 
When we talk to God, we do not need a cell phone tower. There's no tower in this area. Uh, nor do we need to worry about drop calls. Don't uh, no drop calls. The line is never busy, and he hears, and he stays online until you through. Even when you're talking crazy, don't even have no how to pray. He still listens anyhow. Psalms 32, 6 says, for this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Psalm 55, 17 also says, evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. Talk to God. At the end of prayer meeting last Wednesday, a dear sainted soul came to me, said, I, I don't quite know how to pray. And uh, she was fretful over it. I said, ma'am, prayer is just conversation with God. Like, you, you're talking to me. Only difference is that I'm not God. So just like your conversation with me, conversation with God that way. Just start talking to him. And, and read your Bible, and the Bible will teach you how to talk to him. It's talking to God. Number seven, God has given us his presence. Matthew 28, 20b says, And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Uh, Deuteronomy 31.8 also says, and the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed because God is with you. Having God's presence means we are never alone. When you forget that God is with you, that's when you fret. You get full of anxiety. You fall to pieces. You panic. You go into depression. When you forget that God is with you, having God's presence means we are never alone. As Christians, when we fail to, the word is acknowledge, acknowledge his presence, it leads to fear and uncertainty. Be mindful, a life of holiness attracts God's presence. Holiness attracts God's presence. You know what attracts God's presence in this church? And people can see God at work is when the people of God are holy in the house of God. It is not what you wear that attracts the holiness of God. Now, I'm not saying look raggedy and look all undignified and unkempt. I think we ought to have decency about coming to God. We need to prepare to worship God. You can overdress and then you can underdress and look like a slouch in the house of God. I don't believe a person ought to come in the house of God and look like he's going to the beach. Look how quiet you're getting. And the reason I say that, if you go for the judge, you're not wearing flip-flops and all this stuff. You go, you go meet the president or the governor or the mayor, you put on something decent. How much more the king of glory? We're not saying you have to have a three-piece suit and be fine dining and fine this and all that. We don't, we're not saying that. We're not trying to scare folk away. It's a healthy balance to this, my beloved. Beloved, it's okay not to wear a suit. Nobody make you wear a tie. If you want to wear tennis, you can wear tennis. It's okay. If you want to wear shoes, just make sure they're clean. Won't y'all say say amen? Make sure they're clean, not muddy and all that. You know, clean. Um, The the holiness attracts the presence of God. You can sing in the flesh and God is not in the song. I can preach in the flesh and God is not in the preaching. 
You can say amen in the flesh and God is not even in your amen. The holiness of God attracts the presence of God to the glory of God. Number eight, God has given us his protection. Second Thessalonians 3, 3 says he will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Psalms 97.10 also says, Oh, you who love the Lord, hate evil. He, he preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. He is the protective, the word is protective hand of God that has kept us through danger seen and unseen. What is so amazing is that the Lord keeps us when we do not the word is deserve to be kept. I mean, it's only the grace of God that, that, that got you through that accident. How many of y'all been in an accident? How many of you slipped and fell before? All right. Uh, uh, how many of you been on a plane and it dropped? It, the turbulence, so you just said, uh-oh. You start, you start praying. You, every prayer you know, you start saying it. Based on how we act and how we look and our attitude before God, God should let the plane come all the way down, direct, take us out of here, and should not have healed us in the midst of surgery. But the grace of God, the love of God, gave us what we do not deserve. He keeps us when we don't deserve to be kept. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.